Welcome to Red Zone DFS Week 7. We are coming to you live. Live. Boys, it's our week. We're feeling it. We know our shots. We've been talking about it all week. We're ready to deliver the action to the fans here. So uh, let's get this started. How are you guys feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, Got some time to do some, like, a little more research, I feel like, than I have done in the past couple weeks just because traveling and other, like, random stuff we've been doing. Um so I I feel like uh, I feel like I have some pretty good like confident leans of where I'm going this week. Last week I felt like I was a little bit spread out, um, which wasn't great. So I kind of condensed back down, and I feel pretty good this week. Yep, and you should mention that. Me and Vinny were just having a conversation before the pod about condensing it down. So we're really all on the same page. <laughs> oh yeah, we're off to a good start, baby. There we go, Vinny. How you feeling? I feel good. Uh, last week we were talking. Last week was just a weird one, you know, with just so, with the injuries, and then you had the pay down running back options, and it, the whole slate kind of got turned upside down. Um, I feel like similar to a few other weeks, like we've had a few good plays, but not just on you know the whole thing, putting it all together. But yeah. I'm with you. This week I feel pretty good. I am. Uh, I feel like it's gonna be one of those weeks where I win a lot or I win nothing because I am not on a whole lot of chalk this week. So that's the only way to play all or nothing, baby balls deep. Let's get into it. Let's go quarterbacks. Jimmy, let's lead it off. Who do you like at the top? Well, up at the top this week. Um, and I don't know why he's garnering so little ownership. Um, maybe because his stacking options are a little expensive. But I don't know why Mahomes is coming in so low-owned against the Niners defense that is extremely banged up in the secondary especially. Um, Kansas City's entire offense is healthy. Uh, If I'm going to pick to pay up, that's where I'm going. All right. Um, Yeah, I don't think a lot needs to be said there. They they did seem like there's going to be a few guys back. Bosa should be back for the Niners, but – their secondary is massively beat up. Uh, Ward may play, may not. He's going to be a game-time decision. I'm with you, man. Um, I like Mahomes a lot this week. pains me to say, but there's only yeah. There's only one player, I think, on that defense being healthy that truly matters, especially this week, and that's Nick Bosa. Yeah. yeah. And the other guy, which we knew he was going to play, but it's solid to see him back at practice, is Halfunga. Right, Bosa and Halfunga are just absolute game wreckers that can change the game, get interceptions, turnovers, sacks. I mean, make Mahomes uncomfortable. I don't disagree with the Mahomes call. Um, I just think everyone's slumping on the Niners right now because they seem banged up. I don't think they're as banged up as we think. They they are. I think uh, they're getting, this so, is the healthiest so, they've been all year. They are the over the last ten years. They are the most injured team in the NFL. I could have told you that without looking at stats. Okay, but I'm just telling you, you just they, they don't seem that banged up. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I thought you meant the Niners over the last 10 years, which is absolutely probably true, too. No, the Niners team this this year, out of all of the NFL rosters over the last 10 years, have had the most season-ending and major injuries that keep players out over four weeks over the last decade. So I can appreciate what you're talking about, that they're getting some guys back, but the glaring deficiencies in their secondary and Mahomes' ability to get the ball out very quickly, if necessary, um, like the Niners are going to have to score some points in order to stay in this game. On I also think Mahomes coming off of a loss, obviously like they're going to have their, those nuts tightened up, those bolts ready to go. Like it's just, in my opinion, it's at 5% ownership is, you know, he's lower than the majority of quarterbacks right now. Like at this level, like I don't see how you fade him. but yeah, I mean, if you're, um, if you're, if you're asking me what quarterback can come out and throw five touchdowns, this weekend, which guy is the most likely? I, I would think it's Patrick Mahomes, and that's why he's that's why it's where I'm going. So, Joe, where are you yeah. going up top? Yeah. yeah, so agree to disagree, but we'll move on. It where is are you Joe going Burrow. Then? Joe Burrow oh, at 6900. Okay. Um, I think the tide has turned. I'm going to roll with Burrow and Chase as my combo, like through almost – not almost every lineup, but definitely 60% around there. I am that much of a believer in the Burrow-Chase combo this week. Atlanta, the cover, the cover gods – they're going to keep the game close, most likely. Burrow's going to keep throwing. 
I mean, the Falcons are six for six on covering this year. It's fair. So I think the Atlanta's going to keep it close. I think Cincinnati, the only problem is they might not have as many opportunities as we like because of Falcons running game. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that's going to matter as much. I mean, I think Burrow can do 25 passes this week and still get us our four-plus touchdowns, 300-yard game on big plays. So I'm not really worried about that. And then I know he's getting 10 11% ownership, but – that's okay. All the, all the top quarterbacks are between seven and eleven percent. It does not ownership's not affecting me this week with quarterbacks. There, there's ways to get different on this slate, which we'll talk about. Um, you know, at, at running back especially. So I don't think I don't mind if you're going to go to like a like a, ch- a a chalky stack. You know what I mean? Like there's ways to get different to not you know to get off the field there. So yeah. I, I have heard I have Burrow's my third ranked quarterback this week. So I like the play right. for sure. Um, my second ranked guy is right below, kind of in between those two, and that's Justin Herbert. Um, I know we saw Monday night, obviously, like that, that Denver defense is still really good, as bad as that robot Russ is. Um, Seattle's defense is not very good. And I love the fact that they should be getting Keenan Allen back just to add to this mix. Um, obviously, Austin Eckler has just been incredible, right? Uh, you have Mike Evans there. Palmer is going to be out this week with a concussion. So that just really solidifies, you know, there's a few different ways to go about it with Eckler. uh, I'm sorry, um, Williams, you can go Keenan, you can go Everett. Like there's a few ways to go, but Seattle's defense sucks, dude. And hopefully they've shown they can keep it, keep it close and get up, up tempo. And I think Herbert's in a prime spot here to break out. Yeah. I mean, I, I really like Herbert, especially when you get him in spots with, condensed stacking options mm-hmm. parham's yeah. out josh palmer's out keenan like keenan allen is actually like 50 50 to play they'd have a buy so if he's not 100 percent ready to go after they're gonna sit him after this game they're gonna sit him right um so i really like the condensed stacking options um everyone seems to be going gino uh <laughs> he's the highest projected this- quarterback on the slate that that's where ownership it's just like look Geno Smith I know he's had a great year so far he's been he's been doing performing above expectation um I'm just really happy to just pivot to the other side to the guy who is light years better than him and just play Herbert um I he can you can do the thing that I like to do which is stack him with a running back right and I I actually kind of prefer the we can get into it a little bit more later, but the Herbert um, Eckler Everett stack, and then you got good options on the other side. So, yep, I like that um, quite a bit. What if we go down? Going Sixes? down. Well, Below. yeah, I don't want to go too far past a guy who's been much maligned, who said some really weird shit in the press this week. <laughs> um, it's Tom Brady. Uh, yeah, Tom. Tom's spinning off this planet right now, but I like it too. <laughs> He's playing the Carolina Panthers, who have now traded two of their best offensive players in Robbie Anderson and Christian McCaffrey. Um, they they're terrible. Their biggest strength of their defense and some of their secondary is still a little bit banged up. Uh, I I absolutely love like a full-on Brady onslaught. So, like, Brady and, like, four guys from the Bucks. Just no – you don't have to bring it back with anybody. There's one guy you could, but he's the other guy. When I think about who can go out and throw five touchdowns this week, him and him and yeah. Mahomes, for me, are pretty close. He, we haven't had that huge Brady spike week yet. This, this could be it in a really good get-right spot, and especially with a guy who just looked really poor versus mm-hmm. a not-very-good Steelers team last week. Well, the Panthers are even worse. Yeah, so, much worse. And last week, the ownership on the Bucks last week was very, very high. Killed everybody. They screwed a lot of people, including myself, right? I, I played Evans. like He was my number one pick last week. Yeah. Got me eight points. Yep. The automatic reaction is, I'm not going back there. Yeah. But what you should do is run right back to it and play it again. So I agree with you. I think it's a great pick. Yeah, and the, and the ownership's way down from last week, obviously. Like, it's a great spot, I think. Um, 
Totally. And that's another game, another team that you can stack multiple ways, right? Like we'll get into it, some of the players individually, but um, yeah, I, I like that a ton, Jeff. Yeah. So let's, go do down, you have... let's go down to the 5k range. Cause I'm not interested in anyone else in that 6k range other than Brady and Burrow. Maybe Are either there. of you guys playing any Dak? No. Okay. Nah, I need to see it. I need to see what's going on there. I have, right. well, we can get to it, but the quarterback on the other side of that game might be my highest stone quarterback of the week. Watch, watch you hit on that then. And then I know I have a feeling where Joe's going and it's going to be a bottom of the barrel keystone light play. So, well, so I've got, I've got two plays in the fives this week that like we said at the top of the show uh, are are either going to have me very well in placed into the money um, or not even close to cash. Uh, and it's Jared Goff. Um, he's getting Amon Ross St. Brown back this week. They're playing indoors. If you look at the splits, I, I kind of looked at them a little bit today. When Goff especially and the Lions, they play indoors. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, it's like night and day from how their offense operates. I think this is, this is par- probably going to be the highest scoring game of the week. Um, I like this game for a full-on game stack, but – Goff is back. He's got two of his best receiving options back. I think they're getting Swift back. Uh, off a bye. Off a bye. They, they're going to have done as much preparation as possible to make sure that they can win this game. Uh, Dan Campbell and that staff is, is a very proud group. Um, being one and four is not something is something that I know that they are not probably happy with. Yeah. Um, so for in a, in a week where you can pay up a lot of different areas, um, it's a pretty cheap stack and I really like Jared Goff. Yeah. I think it's a great play. People are terrified of that Dallas defense. Um, it's all the more reason to play golf. Yep. Yeah. Well, and I just think we talked about it with like the, the chargers, right? Like, a lot of people are just going to go to the Dallas side because Dak's back. And if you think Dallas gets going, then great. Like the Lions are going to have to play how they've played all year, which is like catch up mode, which is, you know, like this is a prime spot for golf, you know? Um, So yeah. And you can get exposure to Dallas without playing, without playing Dak, you know, like you don't need him. So I I like that play a lot. Joe, who, who do you like down here? So it's not someone I love, but I love the game, just like you guys are saying earlier. And it's Jimmy G at 5,500. And it's not that Jimmy G. One. Yeah, Good man. God. It's just he's gotten 18 points two weeks in a row. He's that, he's almost gotten us to 4X. Uh, not that we played him. But I played him last week. Well, there you go. I mean, the short passing options that they have, and if they're behind at all at any point in that game, he might throw the ball 40-plus times. And it's all going to be passes under seven yards, high completions, letting his guys get yak. He gets touchdowns just because Debo will run a 40-yarder, right? Now he's adding McCaffrey to the mix. And I know McCaffrey's not probably going to be a big part of the offense this week, but there's going to be plays literally designed for Christian McCaffrey, especially near the goal line. And they're going to be passing plays. Jimmy G just has weapons all around him. And I just love a game where it's like San Francisco, there's not a great chance of them just dominating. So Correct. it's going to make them throw the ball. So I really like Jimmy G at 5,500. I think it's really sneaky. And this KC defense is nothing that impresses me about it. No. I'm too jaded to comment on this pick. So, <laughs> so you have jersey, else. dude. No, I mean, look, I, I, I played him in a large field tournament last week, and it was going really well. I played him with Ayuk and Kittle, and it was it was going pretty good. Um it's just one of those things where you kind of, like Joey said, you kind of have to put aside what you're seeing, right, and and just kind of go for it. And I'm good with it. Yeah, I like the options. If you like the game, you gotta you gotta just kind kind of do it, right? So yeah, yeah I it, I almost plug your plug yeah. your nose and do it. Um, it's and really the biggest like, thing that I like about this too is that we're most likely getting uh, Trent Williams back this week. That's yeah. massive for a quarterback, yes. and the best left tackle in the NFL back. I mean, <laughs> that goes a long way. It's important, that is for sure. Um, he Got is it. returning; it is confirmed. He doesn't have an injury designation. Um, 
going uh, going into practice today, and he is going to be a full go uh, going into the game. Trent Williams, that is. So, oh yeah, that's good news. Can't yeah, I think Jimmy just wrong on plays where. Come on, Vinny, put yeah. your Jimmy jersey on. Get it out of the closet. We know you have it. Put it on. Play it. Uh, just play one. Then you don't yeah. have to go all in. But just just get a little just get a little salt bay sprinkle, and you won't regret. Just do a full game stack, and that way, if it goes off, great. If not, you don't have a ton of exposure. But yep. I think this this game and the Dallas and Detroit game, and the Charger and Seahawks game, I think those are going to be the three highest scoring games of the week. Yeah. And if you have the balls to play Jimmy, I just look at it the way well. like the only way that Jimmy gets there is because Mahomes got there. Right. Like that's that's like case number one. Like if you think about like just the game, right? Like Mahomes has to get there and get this game going for Jimmy to chase, right? But then there's no guarantee that it's Garoppolo that gets the points, right? Like Debo could freaking run. Two there's no guarantee. And... There's no guarantee that Mahomes gets the points in this. There scenario. isn't. But what I'm saying is, if Mahomes doesn't get there, there's no way Jimmy does either, because they're, the Niners will gladly play slow and win and try to win this game, twenty to seventeen. If that's the flow, the only way Garoppolo hits ceiling, you know, or like gets rocking, is if Mahomes is up, you know, twenty four to ten here, right? Like we saw in Atlanta last week. So. That's my only thought on it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm prefer obviously the more safe route, but I see what you guys are saying. If you think the game goes that way, you know, same thing with golf, right? Like we want the chaser. It's literally uh, the same thing. So, so, yeah. so who's, so who's your cheap guy? Just do it, Joe. We know what you're gonna say. It's Mr. Heineke. I mean, <laughs> this guy is probably Heineke. the most fun quarterback to watch in the NFL when he's playing because literally he's playing like every snap could be his last one. Um, he proved it last season that he will pepper Terry McLaurin play after play after play, which something Carson Wentz won't do. Carson Wentz wants to play the, I'm going to try to make eight reads in a play and then make the smart decision. And he gets sacked every single time. Heineke doesn't give a fuck. He's going to just drop back and he's going to huck and chuck it. And green Bay has not looked great. And they got that second rating next to their passing defense. But I mean, no, has the Packers done anything to really impress you in any way? And the reality is if the Packers do get off to a hot start on offense, Heineke is going to be chasing just like the other guys we were talking about. I'm not going nuts on Heineke, but I'm going to have a lineup or two with them just in case. I mean, all we need is 20 points from him to get five or four X and he can easily go above that. Yeah. I, I mean, he's you. not going to be around for long. So take advantage of playing him. I mean, he's just a fun guy to play, watch. And it's going to be great. He, he run he runs a little bit too. Um, he yeah, could definitely he pick just up, balls you to know, the wall. 25 to 30 yards rushing, maybe so, sneak so, into the end zone for a rushing touchdown. So I, last year versus Green Bay. I don't hate it. Last year versus Green Bay, he threw for 268 in a touchdown and then ran for 95 yards versus Green Bay, which is by far his career high. But like if he does that, you're you're home free. Well, that's like, the thing. I just need like, the narrative, right? Carson Wentz has just been an absolute bombshell. And then the guy they've had all along comes in and gets him a win. Well, to I your mean, point, like the story's got nothing sitting to lose. there. They got nothing exactly. to lose. Exactly. They're like, going to be playing you know. where they have nothing to lose. And that's Heineke's style. Um, I like them to cover this week. I like Heineke. I mean, so, yeah, that's it for quarterbacks. Let's move on to running backs. Let's do it. Well, I will gladly start up top. Uh, <laughs> give me, I'll put the crown back on Henry, baby. This is uh, oh, you're going somewhere else. <laughs> the return of King Henry. Uh, I think he just absolutely – blast Indy this week. Indianapolis is like the most Jekyll and Hyde team I've ever seen. Like beat the Chiefs, come out the next week and can't score six points. Like win last week somehow, Matt Ryan throwing 55 times. Like, <laughs> dude, they're just a mess, I think, as a team. Like they are fighting just to keep jobs there. Um, I think King Henry puts that to, you know, to rest here this week. So um, – He's just in a prime spot up there up top. I also love the fact that it's just going to be contrarian this week simply because everyone's going to go to some of these chalk guys down low. If you start looking at the chalk and like where most people are going to start their builds, it's not up top at running back. So for me, give me the guy that's going to get 20 to 25 carries. We've seen him blow up in this matchup before. Um, yeah, let's I, I am going to the other side of this game. 
I'm big on oh. Jonathan Taylor this week. Wow. Mm. Fresh, fresh, fresh legs. Tennessee's <laughs> linebacker. Fresh legs all year. Yeah. The guy hasn't really played, but he has no injury designation. He probably could have played last week and they held on an extra week. Everyone, for some reason, it just keeps riding Tennessee. They just think they're going to win. They think they're going to kick the shit out of them. The Colts are very Jekyll and Hyde, like you said, Vinny. But if the good Colts come out and the good Jonathan Taylor comes out, Tennessee doesn't have a chance here, and Derrick Henry's not even going to get the ball because Tannehill's going to be dropping off, dropping back every play. I just think it's that week, Jonathan Taylor, he's 6% owned, fully healthy. No one's even thinking about him. This is the week Jonathan Taylor just goes nuts. Yeah, I, I just can't do that. I, I, I Their <laughs> offensive line is terrible. Like, Jonathan Taylor was healthy for three, four weeks, and we didn't see it. Like, I don't know, man. I, I, I You have bigger cojones than I do, but – I'll take the guy who's getting me 25 to 30 guaranteed touches on Sunday. Hey, Jim. I'm not against it. Fair. Up top. Fair flags. It's interesting this week. Um, I think that, I don't know, man. I think that I kind of, <laughs> the <laughs> Joey's guy that he always plays, right? Nick Chubb. Um, I think, I think it's going to be a pretty high scoring game. Um, I think that they're going to have to try and lean on. It's a division game. So that kind of gives me a little bit of pause, but man, uh, at 8,000 for the type of volume that he's going to get, uh, I think I'm just going to ride with a little bit of Nick Chubb this week. I'm going to be pretty spread out. Um, I actually don't 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 initially have a lot of Henry or Taylor. For me, it's I kind of have it split between Chubb and Eckler. I have a interesting stat on Chubb. Um, minimum of seven hundred and fifty carries in in a career. He has the highest running rushing yards per attempt in NFL history. Mm. NFL great. history. Yeah, like, that's insane. Like he is the man. There's a reason I play this guy like every week or every other week. I mean, I think it's a great call, Jim. Everyone's on Baltimore to just smoke Cleveland this week. I can see it going the opposite way. And Nick Chubb having one of those games. Um, but I'm a big believer in Nick Chubb. Again, he's at the highest yards per carry in NFL history. Minimum 750 he's, attempts. He's like, really, what? really good. And even good. if they get down, they're one of those teams that doesn't just abandon the run. They yeah. just, well, they, they, just they, had, they did a couple of times this year, and that's why Stefanski's not going to do it again because he's about to lose his job if he keeps relying on Jacoby Brissett. When it's a division game, right? They're gonna they're gonna ride their best players yeah. to to try and get get to that week eleven, you know, as best as possible. But they can preserve their playoff hopes by winning division games, right? So this is really important for them. They're gonna want to slow down the game. It's one reason why I personally don't have a ton of interest in Lamar this week, um, just because I think that game's going to be a little bit slower paced. Yeah. And from a betting perspective, if you want to bet the under, I think that's a pretty good game that you can kind of target to go ahead and try and bet the under, because I just don't think that there's going to be enough plays. Now they could obviously get there because both sides have pretty good home run hitting ability like Nick Chubb. Right. But yep. up top, for two to three percent ownership in some of these larger field single entries, I mean, it's so hard to ignore. Yeah, it's, um, you can't say it's a bad play, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just no. don't think you can say that at this point and what, what Nick Chubb is. So, I mean, he might um, be the best pure running back in the NFL. Hard to argue. So, so seven thousand and below. Let's let's go seven thousand to six thousand. We've got some decisions to make here, and I'm curious to where. Well, you guys are going with. These. I think we need to at least address Josh Jacobs getting about thirty-five percent ownership at this point on Friday evening um, I mean, at sixty-five hundred. Dude, it is wild. Like I understand that he's in a good spot, but if you also told me that Derek Carr came out and threw three touchdowns to Devontae Adams and another touchdown to like. Foster Moreau and, you know, Alex Ingold or somebody weird like that, then that would be totally believable too. Um, yeah. Josh Jacobs has been very valuable this year because they've used him in the passing game in negative game script situations. Um, I don't think this is going to be a negative game script situation. 
So at, at that ownership for me, I, I'm just going to go elsewhere. Um, there's some other guys in the sixes that, I, you know, are, that are garnering some ownership that I would just prefer to play. Um, I'm curious to what, see what your guys' thoughts are. Yeah, I just want to mention on Josh Jacobs, you know, I'm a Raider fan, so I watch the games every play. So it's just interesting to see how hard he's been running. He's always been a hard runner, but it's pretty obvious he is playing for a contract. He is Hell not yeah, coming back dude, to the Raiders next agent. year. Yeah. yeah, and like he's not coming back to the Raiders next year. He is playing for a contract. And as I talked to a guy that's an NFL beat writer, and he was telling me the reason Jacobs, nobody really likes him, is because the way he runs, he hurts himself. He always yeah. has shoulder injuries, always hurting his neck because he runs through contact. But why, while he's healthy and he's running like this, I don't, I do understand why it's at 35%. I just wish he was down to that 15% rate so I could play him at 35%. It's just, I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all the numbers, the games, the game is good. The numbers are good. He's got, you know, he's, he's mispriced, um, which is why he's carrying this level of ownership. But Vinny, are are you going to be fading too? Or are you going to be eating the chalk? I'll have and eat some chalk here. Like, and obviously I'll be strategic with it, right? Like I'm going to have him in some of those like different stacks or different lineups. But I mean, dude, like looking at the numbers, Houston's given up the six most rushing yards in the league in five games. So that's like (laughs) the other, and and I'm saying that in context is like only the Seahawks, Bears, Giants, and Saints have given up more and they've all played one the Saints play two more games than them. Like yeah. they are getting absolutely destroyed. That was a different Josh Jacobs than I've ever seen versus the Chiefs that last time we saw in, him. Dude, in that the week was before. in the week before. So I got to, I, I don't mind it because, like you said, it, it's just a pure mispricing. It's not the play. We always talk about like, don't play bad players who are chalk. I don't think that's the case here. Um, that's fair enough. So I don't mind having him. And, and again, if you're going to, let's say Jimmy, like you're going to play him in some of your golf or Mahomes stacks, like you're fine. Like you don't have to like get completely off. Right. And those lineups, cause they're already different. Um, fair but enough. I like the, but I like the guy right below him and Damian Pierce, yes. dude. Hell yeah. That, that's a guy who is very clearly the bell cow there. He's going to be half the ownership of Jacobs and He's the dude like they've come out and said that, like, they're going to keep feeding him more. Like, he's the only positive bright spot of that offense. Like, Lovey Smith's made comments about how he's on pace to be rookie of the year, all these different things. It's obvious that Lovey Smith's like, no, my running back, at least if we have a losing season, my running back's winning rookie of the year. It totally. So, I I mean, I like both running backs from this game. I know that's like a contrarian. What is Lovey Smith? like to do he likes to run the ball right so right and that's the only way they have a shot at winning games right slow it down keep it close and you just hope that they can you know make a play in the fourth quarter or something because they're severely talent deficient to every team they're going to play so i like pierce a lot at 6400 as well um, so someone that keeps popping up in the optimizer i personally don't like it because i'm terrified of denver's defense but Brees hall is popping up in the optimizer i mean over 65 percent of the time I love Brees Hall. I'm not doing it this week. Not at the ownership he's getting. Uh, the matchup's too tough. Well, I mean, ownership is only you know 13 to 15 yeah, percent. It's the matchup that scares me. Mm. But the opto is doesn't give a shit. It, it the opto has him again going 65 percent up in almost again, every single run I do. Again, I'm seeing, I, I'm seeing Brees at like 20. Yeah, I'm not. So, so that, that's what got me off because I, I, I think Denver has one of the top defenses in the league. Like it's pretty clear. It, like, it, it does, but they like Brees literally gets, he's unbelievable. Dude. He's, he's getting great. all the opportunities now. Like, yeah. and he's, it's the same thing where like before in the beginning of the season during like passing downs or stuff mm-hmm. like that, like Michael Carter would come in and that's just not happening anymore. Like he's totally. just, he's in all the time. So for me, I, I mean, I, I, I'm okay with Brees Hall. I mean, from yeah. between seven to six thousand, um, he's a good actually, price point. Like he, he I, is, you know. I actually like, prefer Mixon um, at a little bit higher of a price point, right at that seven thousand dollar mark, <sighs> against a really bad Atlanta defense that you know had an okay week last week against the Niners. But I mean, Mixon just had a weird year, man. 
He's getting I mean, touches. He's still, all of them. still producing and still has the most touches in, in I get it. Leading the NFL in touches. So I mean, yeah. I mean against a yeah. bad I, don't know. I just think I just think with Brees Hall, it's not so much Brees Hall. I just think this is the week where the Jets kind of show who they really are. They're they good, man. Green Bay they're good. No, they're good. But they showed they went to Green Bay last week and they had a great win, right? They're gonna be coming off that. And then they're going back on the road to Denver this week, the youngest team in the NFL. If there's a week for them to lay a dud, I just think it's this week. So it's nothing against Brees Hall. I'm just a little bit scared that the Jets are not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like Denver's defense just shuts down everything. Totally. The game ends up being like a 13 to nine, like every other Broncos game we've seen this year. Yeah. I mean, and I just think for Mixon, I think the touchdown regression's coming. It has to. It has. Yeah, the stats are going to, yeah, uh, it's all been outliers so far. It's going to balance out. Yeah. So um, he, I mean, he got into the end zone last week on a passing touchdown. Um, but I really like putting him in the stacks with Burrow and Chase. Uh, that's kind of how I like to play it. Um, but I going, also like yeah. playing. I, I don't know why. I just kind of have a feeling this week about Zeke. Okay, um, that was going to be literally the next guy I bring up. I'm yeah, I, I I don't really have a whole bunch of a reason. He hasn't looked like amazing. But at six thousand dollars versus versus a pretty bad Detroit team um, on week, you know that coming back week one, they're going to lean on the the run pretty good. Yeah, I think, and they have no problem running Zeke into the ground because they know that they have Tony Pollard. So yeah. they they can just go ahead and pound Zeke until he gets hurt. Yep, I have Zeke on here as well. Um, I was debating it, but he's just the spot's too good. You know, yeah. like. They definitely don't want to come out and just let Detroit play with him and turn this thing into a, you know, a wild shootout. So yeah, I mean, he looks he, yeah. he he fits in the stacks. He's, yeah, I mean, he's getting 15 carries a game. You know, 12 to 15, like that's fine. If he punches one in, you're you're in great shape. So just seems like a really like obvious play that not a lot of people are going to. So I'll just I'll just do it, even though I don't really love Zeke as a player. It's one of those things where it's just gotta kind of plug your nose sometimes and then go for it, right? What what about the next chalk donkey and Ken Walker below him at 5800? So, 27% ownership, I'm saying. Yeah, I mean it's 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 tough, right? But I think that the way that you can get different, I I do like playing him because the Chargers run defense is not good. Dude. Um and I said it before, I know on the pod last week, he looked freaking awesome. Yeah, I like mean, he, the cutting and like burst that he has is something you can't teach. So, man, he's in a great spot. I mean, the other thing too is that like you know that Pete Carroll is just he loves it, right? Mm-hmm. It, if he he knows that he knows Geno Smith has limitations. Yeah, like Pete Carroll at his heart in his heart of hearts didn't want. Russell Wilson throwing the ball a bunch <laughs> per game. Like he doesn't want Gino to throw the ball this much per game. Totally. Um, I also think that Kenneth Walker's ownership is going to go down a little bit uh, as the week goes on, just yeah. because a lot of the numbers nerds out there are going to look at like his optimal rates and they're really low and he's got massive negative leverage. So like he's only showing like he's projected between 25 to 30 percent owned, but he's only showing up in the optimal seven to 10 percent of the time. Yeah. Right. So a lot of those like, you know, a lot of the spreadsheet nerds are going to go, oh, well, we can't play him at that. You know, they're just going to start fading him. I think he's one of those guys that come Sunday morning, he could get down toward 20 percent, I think. Which would Um, be amazing. And that would be good. But. I can get weird enough in other spots where I'm I'm happy to play him. Joey, what are your thoughts? Are you going to him or are you just kind of just staying away from that much chalk? I'm kind of staying away from that much chalk just because I would prefer to go either Lockett or DK. I know Lockett's been on the injury report, so I'm going to be monitoring that. But I'd just rather be on the passing side of that because I think you guys were right earlier with the Herbert call. 
I think Herbert's going to light them up, and Seattle's going to have to play that game where they're throwing the ball a ton. I mean, they were in a low-scoring game last week and screwed a bunch of people again. Um, I can see ownership going down on the passing side of that game. So yeah. I'm going to go right to the passing side. I'm just going to avoid Kenneth Walker. Could be my kryptonite, but that's what I'm All doing. Right. How you about anybody else? Anybody oh, else yeah. as we cruise down here? I got, I got, I got two guys here. Uh, it's, it's fine. I mean, we talked about it. I'm on board. I've been on board for a few weeks with you guys. It's ETN week. Yes. <laughs> hey, there he's he is. the guy. Like, dude, when Hasty broke that like 80 yard run last <laughs> week, I was so pissed that it wasn't ETN. Like, well, are you so, kidding me? Dude? So, e- so if you go back and watch the film, ETN did he? I was watching oh. that game on my flight last night. Um, watching the film back, he 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 broke off a seventy-five yarder, but they said he was down. I know. I was it like, was oh. so tilting. Um, but he's gonna get it, dude. I mean, he's, he's just he, yeah. He's yeah. he's a I think a really good play. The the Giants somehow keep winning games, so this game's gonna be competitive. But he he's it, one play away from a seventy-five. It, the Giants the Giants aren't good either. They're oh. terrible. Like, I don't know I don't, how they're doing it. It's truly David Blaine type. Stuff. Dayball, baby. Well, um, look, you've got a good coach in Brian right. Dayball, and you have, you know, a quarterback in Daniel Jones who's not making a lot of mistakes. Yep. So they're not having these turnovers that they are putting the their defense. Yeah. They run the ball. They're getting it done with a with a, a patchwork um, wide receiver core of just random dudes out there, and it's yep. just like. Yeah, I mean it's weird, but I I mean I, I love ETN this week. I don't know in a week where there's a lot of great payup options, it's very surprising to me that he's only garnering three to five percent ownership. A guy that could easily get you 17 to 22 points. Yeah, but I think just look at it, right? Like there's gonna be some people out there, the 10 percenters who are gonna play the Eckler Henry. Chubbs, Barclays, Lenny's, and then you've got the chalk donkeys, and then there's just not much left over there. Like, I think yeah. it's just a good way to start, like, construct your lineup so differently than how the field's going to do it this week. So, do you guys have anybody below him? Because I got one, and it's Ooh. gross, but I got one. Uh, I mean, the only one that we probably have to talk about is Dante Foreman at the oh. dead men. Oh, that wasn't my guy, but go ahead. Well, I mean, everyone, I don't know why all these people are, are tweeting, oh, it's Chuba Hubbard season. It's like, no. Well, have you guys watched? It's clearly people who just don't watch football, right? Because Dante when, Foreman's a better player. Well, the, the, the few, very few carries that are given out outside of McCaffrey so far this year um, are given to Dante Foreman. Chuba yeah. Hubbard is more of like, I think Chuba Hubbard now will play that third down role quite a bit. So if you want to argue Chuba Hubbard in this game, sure, he, he could certainly get there. But at the dead men, um, a guy that at 4,000, I'm just banking on like, can he fall into the end zone and get like 45 uh. yards? Like, that I mean, it, that'll get it done for you at four thousand. So yeah. who is your, your dirty dog down here? I just I can't do it because there's a very strong chance I'll kill myself if you. <laughs> and I, I just don't want to put that like on my family. I don't want to put that on you guys. <laughs> I'm not doing it. If I lose the Delta Foreman in a tournament, like so be it. Like I don't know. But yeah, I make him myself man. But uh no, I'm gonna have some Kenyan Drake, dude. Uh I know it's it's I not great. It. He's gonna get no ownership here. Similar to the ETN thing. It's just he's just gonna get overlooked because of construction. He's gonna see 60 to 75 percent of the snaps at running back unless gus the bus comes back if he comes back i'm out without him dude he's the only guy there and in an offense that runs the ball i mean we saw him i know he's not going to have 22 points again but at 5100 like he's easily going to get to 10 15 points no doubt about it i i just I get what you're saying. Again, I know it's. I, as I said it was a gross play. I'm just saying, like, I'll play the. I'll play Kenyon Drake every lineup over Deontay Foreman. I know Price is a, is a consideration there, Oof. but 
dude, I don't want any part of that Carolina running game. There's one guy that you mentioned. I'll let you save that, but I'm not touching Carolina at all this week. Like they're in for complete tank mode. So there's there's two guys I'll play on Carolina this week. Oh, all right. What about let's move, uh, on, to, let's move on to receivers? I can't. Let's I do can't it. One off. One off. <laughs> Who do we not talk about in the stacks? Uh, so here, let me. I'll pull some of my guys up here. Let's rifle through. Well, my two Any- favorite guys are both technically in my stack worthies, but it's Chase and Debo at the top. Those are my two favorites. Okay. So All my right. my my one guy uh, at the top for a one off uh, is going to be Michael Pittman. Um, Man, I like it. it. He's just expensive, dude. But that's fine. I mean, he's I mean he's a guy you're get that you're getting almost eight percent optimal leverage on. He's showing up in the optimals fourteen to sixteen percent of the time, and he's yeah. only being owned six to seven percent. Um, I get so, it. Pittman, I, no, my only hesitation on him is just three weeks ago, Tennessee shut his ass down okay. completely. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what that means, but it means something. Like, by far his worst game of the year so far. That's fine. They've made it a concerted effort to now design plays for him. If you go back and look a few weeks ago, they were just kind of running their offense and getting him the ball kind of when they could. Last week, they were making a concerted effort to create plays and run plays to get him open and get him the ball. They're they're now at the point where they're just force-feeding him the ball, and it's really just him and Alec Pierce, and then now it'll be Jonathan Taylor, right? But Yeah. I'm playing him because everyone is going to say the same thing that you did is, ah, man, he's so expensive. Like I've already built lineups with him. You can fit him in. No problem. Yeah. Uh, my, my other pay up one off is going to continue to be Amari Cooper until he's priced at the point where I can't play him, but a guy who's getting that much target share in the offense, I'm just going to continue to plug and play every week. That's fair. Joe, up top, like above like 6,500, who do you like? I'm going right back to Mike Evans. He yeah. got me eight points last week. I played him in about 70% of my lineups. You know, that was an anomaly <laughs> last week. Yeah. I do see Tampa Bay having a big week this week, um, going against a Carolina team that obviously doesn't give a shit anymore. And Tampa Bay has a lot to play for this week. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they, there's a reputation at hand. I mean, they're the front line of front page of every newspaper and article and podcast are talking about them. What's wrong with Brady? What's wrong with the Bucks? I mean, if there's a week for the Bucks to shut everyone up, it's going to be this week, you know, and Mike I'm Evans is going to get two, three touchdowns. Um, I was just a week too early. So I'm going to go right back to the well. I, I like think that. that- I think it's a good call. Vinny, yep. going down a little bit more here. Do you have anybody in like the five, sixes range? Yeah, one guy in the low sixes I really like. He's not getting any ownership at all, and he's a perfect uh, bring back for your guys' uh, Mr. Heineke play is Alan Lazard. Um, dude, he's just been really good. Like averaging mm-hmm. 15 points a game, nine targets, eight targets, eight targets. Like he's the dude there. I know we like Romeo Dubs. I like him too. But this is Alan Lazard's show for the most part. Yeah, he's, um, he's definitely getting more consistent targets. So sure. at 4%, if you like Heineke, like that's your bring back right there, you know, and not like Washington's defense is any good. So mm-hmm. um, Lazard, really- I, I have some interest again in Juju. I don't want to be point chasing, um, but looking at it, we just talked about it. If Bosa's back and he's in Mahomes is going to have to get the ball out a little bit quicker, like that's Juju's game. It's not MVS. It's not Hardman to get those quick targets, right? I I actually disagree. Um, Juju's game, his his routes that they have been targeting him on are anywhere between 8 to 15 yards. Okay. So that's like three-step. Like, I just don't think that – I think think the way it's going to go, I think it's going to be quick passes to Kelsey. I do think Hardman is going to get a fair amount – involved he sucks dude he does not suck i mean he can't catch very well and that's a problem <laughs> kind of an issue <laughs> for a wide so receiver <laughs> i i this just bear with me here but they're gonna i think you're gonna see quite a few plays to hardman this week on those little push passes where they're gonna yeah. try and get the defense running laterally a little bit um that is you know if you go back and look it's why the niners struggle with running quarterbacks is they can't 
deal with sudden change of direction very well um, on their front seven. So I I think that, I don't know, Juju is just not a guy that interests me, but I mean, I get it. I Um, think it's just a really weak point of the Niners defense, like the slot, like cornerback position, like, it's not a strength. I'll tell you that right now. Like, yeah. so, um, uh, but going down, I mean. Well, before you guys, you passed up no. one guy that I really have quite a bit of interest in, and that's going to be Christian Kirk. Yes. Um, yes, gone, yes, th- yes. I, I yes. don't want to play. I I mean, I, I might now that I love ETN and I do love Kirk, I might be forced to play a T-Law stack. Yeah. Um, let the let the locks flow, baby. And then, I mean, you can run it back with Saquon, and then just be done with it, right? But I think Kirk's fi- the perfect one-off. Not yeah, yeah. At fifty-nine hundred, he's cheap enough, right? Um, I do like Terry a lot. Um, yeah. for one-off, no, scary Terry well. is one of my favorites, dude. I'm with Heineke throwing to him with no Wentz. I think scary Terry. People have forgotten he is definitely one of the top receivers in the NFL when he's actually getting targets, and he's 5,900 right now because yeah. Carson Wentz has been his quarterback. And, look, if if for whatever reason you're trying to shove in some other players, I think that Curtis Samuel in that same game at yeah. 5,300, if you don't, if you just don't have the money to go all the way up to get Terry, I think Samuel's just going to be fine. Yeah. But to Joey's point, I'm with Joey. I prefer Samuel or uh, I prefer uh, McLaurin this week uh, just because I think he does have that rapport with Heineke. Yep. Joe, like- do you have anybody else here in this like mid like 5,000 to like 4,900 range? Yeah. And it's not a one off technically, but I really like the uh, Tyler Boyd going with the Burrow, Chase, and Boyd all in the same stack instead of all going right. with T. Higgins, going with Boyd instead, getting cheaper. Um, this Cincinnati offense just runs better when they're getting Boyd involved underneath. It gives Chase more opportunities on the outside. I think they're the actual duo that uh, when they're going, it's Boyd and Chase, not Higgins and Chase. Um, I think Higgins goes off when Chase doesn't, vice versa. Boyd goes off with Chase. So I yeah. really like that in the stack, but not a one-off. Uh, Michael Gallup for me at 5,100, I think it's a really yeah. smooth play. Yeah, like, I, li- he's, I like that. He's just an awesome home run hitter. I know he's going to have some inconsistent games, but he's still seeing five, seven targets. We'll see what happens with Dak back, like how that changes, you know, but he's receiver two there. Uh, I mean, we're seeing CD lamb with like almost 30% ownership. So the only thing that scares me is usually, usually in these games, when the quarterback is coming back, everyone's thinking about the rapport the quarterback has with these receivers. Dak has great rapport with Gallup. He has great rapport with CD lamb. He but does. he also hasn't thrown to either of them in over a month. And we've seen That's this when quarterbacks come back and not have that rapport kind of right away and being a little out of sync and not having that game right away. Yeah. So if that if that ownership keeps climbing the way it is, I'm actually I'm not going to full fade it, but, but I can see what, it going but, the other way and not getting exactly what you thought you were going to get. But that's what I mean about like I'll pay 5100 to, to take that chance mm-hmm. for you know. Yeah, no doubt. 6826% ownership, you know. Um what about below that, Alec Pierce, Joe? Can I interest you in that? Is that something you'd no, be interested in? I this think, week? Yeah, I think it's. A I would rather weeks, so at, no. for three hundred dollars more. I would rather just play DJ Moore. I was just um, hoping Joey would go back totally to his boy. Um, Alec Pierce is. He's fine. actually been really good. No, no he's he he's been I told fine. You guys. He's he's a good player, right? I think. I don't know why. For me personally, I I I wasn't like remembering exactly the player that he was and i was in a mat i was imagining him as some like short receiver like shifty no. guy and he's not he's like six three no, he's um, a monster yeah he's just a big dude and he's super athletic super I, I jumping think that, ability runs like a four two yeah yeah like, i think that this week i would rather just for a one-off rather just play dj Moore. um he's literally now <sighs> the only show in town um in a game where tampa bay's defense is a pass funnel um, so, I mean, it's not like an all in play or anything like that, but if we're talking between Alec Pierce and DJ Moore, you know, that's it for me. And then but I, if I prefer if Renf- going down to Zay Jones right there in that 4,400 well, range, well, like, same with the Kirk play. Joey, your guy, you gotta just Who? keep, you just gotta start playing him. Who? Mac, Mac daddy, <laughs> the Mac daddy of them all. 
If Renfro's out again, dude, you, yeah, you just no, you're, you just you're, have to play yeah, Matt if, Hall. If even, Renfro's out, Hollins is for sure in. Even even with Renfro in, he's still. I mean, he's he's playing eighty nine percent of snaps, and he's running a route on every basically passing play that is is happening. What, what I love, what I love is he is just all or nothing though. Like it's the best. It's like he had four oh, targets great. last game for no catches. Like, oh yeah. But if one oh, of those dude, hits, he changes deep, his whole A game. deep hole bumped off his chest, dude. Dude, he's uh, the, he's the perfect DFS player because cool. like you're like like we said at the top of the show, you're either going to be in it to win it, or you're n- not going to be anywhere near the cash. Uh, one one guy, I Zay up- Jones, Joey. I do, I do, I do like that as a, as a one off. If you do need some savings, um, I yeah. think that that's a good situation. Don't forget about my boy. Called it last week. Wandale Moore at forty five hundred. He is Wandale one of the Robinson? only guys. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, you mean sorry, Wandale, yes, Robinson? Wandale Robinson? Sorry, Wandale I just, Moore. I have the Warriors game on the background. Draymond almost just tore some guy's knee because he like just dove into it. Now. Yeah, sorry, I was losing my mind. Yes, uh, Wandale baby scored last. That's a made up name. Uh, they are going to get him more involved. Forty five hundred, dude. Like that's just. Too easy of a play, in my opinion. Uh, any real big dumpster divers? No, I don't. Dude, you, you can go to you can go yeah, to the guy. That talk about the guy you brought up about. earlier, and that's I mean, look, Ter- they drafted Terrence Marshall for a reason. Um, he he, even before they traded Robbie Anderson, had been improving in practice. Uh, this guy's fucking good, and if. Tampa Bay is going to take the stance of like, okay, all you guys have is DJ Moore. We're just going to cover him. And then if you want to try and beat us with, you know, whoever else, uh, go for it. Right. But at 3,400, I mean, Mm -hmm. all I need is like four catches for like 55 yards and and I'm okay. Anything more than that. He's, he just allows me to do so much with my lineups that, you know, I'm not going to be playing like 85% <laughs> Terrence Marshall. Like, Don't let's not that. get crazy. But like, you know, 10% of my lineups, I will certainly have Terrence Marshall as my as a salary saver because he's the opportunity's just going to be there in a game where they're going to have to throw the ball. Yep. I just think the only downside is you might get LaVishka Chenault, which is a full practice participant today, Shai Smith. Are they going to try to just rotate receivers and see what they got? Maybe. And, but again, at 3,400. And with P.J. Walker throwing them the ball? I mean. But, but again, Joe, 3,400. Oh, no, I know. And, like, LaVishka Chenault's 3K. So, like, I'm, I'm just picking. That, I'm just picking personally out of LaVishka, Shai Smith, and Terrence Marshall, who I think is the better receiver. And that's what I'm just playing. You're absolutely right. They could do a mass rotation, but they're at the point right now where, like, in any three wide receiver sets, Shy Smith mostly plays the slot. So if you wanted to play him, like, that's that's a real argument to be made, right? Real uh, quick. I, side, I, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead Jim. No, go for it. I just like, did you guys know? How many DraftKings points PJ Walker scored last week? Eight? No. Joe? No, I have no idea. Give me a guess. Seven. He scored 2.3 DraftKings <laughs> points as a starting quarterback last week. Maybe we shouldn't be playing Terrence. <laughs> but I like it, Jim. I think price considering it's a good, it's a good play. So uh, what about tight ends? Let's, let's fire through this. We're at uh, 53 minutes here. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, for me, it's Kelsey. It, it, well, it's Kelsey up top for me. But, like, do you guys have any sneaky plays? Like, we know Kelsey and Andrews are great plays. So, I'm going I'm going back to Robert Tanyan. At this point, they're, like, number two receiver. You got Ooh. Lazard, Tanyan, then Dubes when it comes to targets. He, Tanyan's he just is, not getting in the end zone yet, but he's getting, like, ten targets a week. It's ridiculous. Well, man, Dubes. Dude, All right. dude, he had, dude, he had, like, nine catches last week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he – I mean, if you played Robert Tanyan last week, he absolutely smashed for you. Yeah, he had 19 points, and we were hot on him last week. Yeah, so like ten catches for ninety yards, like I'll take that all day. And I, like I think it. 
they're going to have to be throwing the ball a little bit. I mean, I am going to go back to George Kittle in a game where I, we talked about it earlier, where they're going to have to throw the ball a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. Everyone is going to be so fixated on, oh my gosh, it's so great. Christian McCaffrey in the passing game helps George Kittle the most. Mm -hmm. Linebackers and run for safeties now have to account for Christian McCaffrey coming out of the backfield. As soon as he comes out, they're going to come up on him. And that eight to 15 yard to 20 yard range over the middle of the field is now going to be a little bit more open because of that. Totally. Um, at 5,300, Kittle got some good garbage time points last game. Had 16 points. At 5,300, that's 3X. That'll get it done for you. Um, hasn't even gotten in the end zone yet. We talk about some touchdown regression. I think that changes this week. So I think he's a guy that you can take a good chance on this week that has roughly, in my opinion, the same upside as a Mark Andrews, but for $2,000 less. Yep. I like um, Sneaky-wise, I mean, real cheap. I mean, Vinny, is there anybody else who you're just, like, dying to play? Yep. I'll have a ton of KDOT in this week. Uh, that that walking concussion, Cameron Braid is out. Uh, yeah, I mean, it could be forever. Like, that – that was rough to you watch. You should probably week, just dude. retire. That that point. was really rough to watch. Um, you should probably just retire at this point. I mean, when he was out two weeks ago, Kate Otten saw seven targets. He's playing against a terrible Carolina defense, 2,700. I will take that chalk off of uh, the other god uh, tight end um, for Denver, Greg Dolchich, uh, who almost won dude, me a showdown on which, Monday. Which, like, which, dude, come, you're which abandoning your guy? Way. I love he's him coming in at like 90%. He's getting like 90% of the uh, optimizers. He, he's going to be over 20% chalk. Yeah, I'll just at, – at, I'm not I'm not playing any chalk for Denver. I'll just put it that way. Like I got to yeah. play for you guys for time. Um, I love Dolchich, but, dude, I can't do that. Well, I, got, I got your next Dolchich right here. Oh, all right. Let's it's go. for the Washington Commanders. Cole Turner, rookie yeah. tight end. No Logan Thomas is out. Cole Turner right. in. Taylor Heineke slinging it. I can see Cole Turner. Everyone just going, who the fuck is this guy? And he gets that one touchdown, gets 12 to 15 points. Cole Turner is going to be last week's Dolce. Uh, All right. Nevada Nevada guy. Okay. Good for you, Joe. Uh, I probably won't play Cole (laughs) Turner. But the other guy, Joe, your boy, revenge game, Evan Ingram at 3,300. Keep an eye on that. Where does that come from? Playing against New York. You were on a couple weeks ago. I don't think I've ever played him. No. Uh, I have. But I will Uh, play him this week. Playing against New York. Uh, That's it for me, though, really. I'm playing the other other revenge narrative uh, in Gerald Everett. Um, I mean, they they look. Forgot about that. I mean, they look to get him the ball. And I actually like how he's moving when he gets the ball. I feel like he's got a little bit more burst. Um, he, looks he looks a little good. bit skinnier. Um, so I think he lost a little bit of weight. And he looks like a much better player. Um, I'm not really going to have any one-offs of him. He's going to be more of a guy that I'm only going to have with my my uh, my stacks with, uh, with Herbert. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I think Tanyan's my one-off guy. I'm, I'm pretty – Pretty hard and lockstep with Joe there. All right. So All right. Defense. Defense. Time, defenses. Uh, the chalk is going to be, it looks like the Jets. Uh, which is which, weird. Eh, I, can't, I mean, dude, Russ is so bad right now. I kind of get it. but I get it. Um, outside I, of that, what do you well, – go ahead, Jim. I only really have one defense that I was super interested in playing, and that's the Titans at 3,000. Yes, I am on that um, I mean, Matt Ryan. I mean, you 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 uh, you have a few extra bites of a breakfast burrito, and you could fart real hard, and he'll blow <laughs> over in the pocket. I mean, jeez, man, he's just like he's at he's at the point he's doing the type of shit like when you watch the film that Peyton Manning was doing toward the end of his career, like. When a guy yeah. is about to come tackle him, he just mm-hmm. like he goes, 
he just know, like cringes. Yeah, he 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 goes the like collapsing like marionette doll and just like <laughs> hits the floor, right? Um, yeah. And it's probably a good thing because if he gets hit too hard, he might just combust and he's just real. turn into dust right there on the spot. <laughs> I kind of uh, also hope he's just in that game over. He's gonna throw it like fifty-five times. Exactly, like, that'd be amazing. Like, like he, like I'm not saying this is gonna happen again, but uh, you know, the double pick six of yeah. the the red rifle on Thursday night. Um, <laughs> I. It, Three thousand is just at a nice, easy spot there. Where, yeah, you know, like like we talked about last week, they're a team that's probably not going to get you negative, but they have the ability to get you ten to twelve points. Um, I don't really have anybody else. Yeah, yeah, I, I have I, too, just because he pairs well with my my Henry shares. So, um, yeah, I really list. like the Broncos. I like yeah. that chalk is going on the Jets. I'll take the other side of that game with the Broncos at home. Like I said earlier, the Jets this is their second road game going to Wisconsin, back to New York, then out to Denver. Definitely. I can see them coming out sluggish, right? <laughs> Throwing a couple picks early for um, the Milf Hunter over there. Well, the he, Jets, which has he not also hasn't. Been, yeah, he has not been good. Like, no, well, they haven't so, asked them to do a whole lot. No, I true. Mean, which I think they're going to have to ask him to do more this week because Denver's defense is pretty legit. <laughs> I think we're opening up for a three or four interception type game from uh, Milf Hunter over there. All right, fair so, enough. I, I mean, Broncos uh, at thirty three hundred. I just don't think you're going to see that price all that often. Yeah, the only other, the only other one that I have some interest in is the Giants. Again, I don't know really how they're doing it outside of just a good coach and they play extremely hard and. Trevor Lawrence will make mistakes like he just will. So, um, I, yeah, I, I think the Giants right in that price range as well. Like they're not a bad play. That That's just going to be a mucked up, like nasty game. Like who knows? Like they're a team that could like block a punt and take a touchdown. It, you know, it just feels like who the Giants are. So, um, yeah, right. those are my defenses as well. So, okay. We're doing our uh, hot calls of the week. Well, let's run through our favorite. Let's pick let's go our top one. three stack. Or if what okay. pick just one? Pick, just pick your favorite stack. All yeah. right. Mine's the Bengals, Chase, okay. Burrow, and Tyler Boyd. Or if you don't want Tyler Boyd, you can throw in Hayden Hurst at tight end. Okay. Vinny? Chargers. Okay. Who who do you like best with the Chargers? I'm probably going. I mean, if Keenan Allen's in, I'm gonna go Herbert, uh, Eckler, Keenan. Herbert, Eckler, Keenan. Okay. Yeah. What about you? This is a close one for me. But fuck, uh, I I think that I I think that my favorite stack is honestly the Goff, um, St. Brown and Hawkinson stack. Um, I like running it back on the other side with Gallup and Zeke um, to do a full game stack. Very close in second place is the full-on onslaught for uh, for Tampa Bay. And here's how I'm going to run it. I'm going to run it with Brady. I'm going to run it with Mike Evans. I'm going to run it with Chris Godwin. I'm going to run it with the Bucks defense. And then if you really just want to go full onslaught, you can throw uh, Uncle Lenny or Kate Otten in there as well. But I think that everyone thinks they're going to throttle them. Very few people are going to just have, you know, each one of those guys, Pittman could have 20, or uh, I'm sorry, Evans could have 20. Godwin could have like 22. The defense could have 15. Kate Otten could have pitch in with like another like 13. You just play all those guys together and that all adds up to Brady having like a 40 point game. So I like it. Bold call time. Bold call time. I hope you guys all listened. Listened to me about Brandon Ayuk last week. Yep. You hit that. Well, Joe, mine didn't work last week, but I got to say that makes me five and one. Get back on the schneid. <laughs> so uh, I think Debo goes for 35 DraftKings points this week. 30, excuse me? 35 DraftKings points from Debo. That's I a think they've call. been. Uh, I think they've been holding him back, making sure this guy stays healthy for games like these when they absolutely need him. And uh, this is a game where they need him. And they're going to give him the ball a lot. I think they're going to give him the ball in, on weird plays. And hopefully McCaffrey has the uh, – 
the shadow, right? And everyone thinks McCaffrey's getting the ball. Debo's getting the reverse, weird stuff like that. Shanahan's going to have some weird, tricky shit up his sleeve on Sunday, and I think Debo is going to get the love from that. Okay. Jim, Vinny. why don't you go? <laughs> I'm deciding how how terribly bold I want to be. <laughs> Just go for it. Yo, Terrace Marshall, 30 points. <laughs> no, I mean, that's border, that's that's bordering <laughs> on something, and it's insanity. Um, I will go ahead and say I'll piggyback off Joe. Um, I think that Debo – I think it's very plausible, but I think a lot of that is going to be through the passing game. Um, so I think James Garoppolo uh, is going to go for 35 plus. So if you pair Whoa. old Jimbo and old Debo together, you've got 70 points in your lineup and you guys can just figure out the rest and thank Joey and I later. Yes. White bold. My God. Yes. All right. I'm going to go with something that has actually happened in the past. <laughs> oh, uh, Mr. Derrick Henry five times in his career has gone for 200 and two touchdowns. And it's number six coming on Sunday. Wow. Two Hundy with two touchdowns. <laughs> Derrick Henry breaks the slate game over. Well, very, those are certainly some bark it down. All right. Um, all right, guys. Uh, well, thanks for listening in. We got um, our live people listening right now. Thank you so much for tuning in for the last hour and six minutes. We thank you. Thank you for your service. So also, uh, make please sure- make sure you hit the thumbs up, comment, yes, like, help us out, subscribe, subscribe. And if you guys all, haven't seen uh, our contests that we're running, once we hit 250 subscribers, um, you have to go follow us at Red Zone DFS. And then you have to be subscribing to our YouTube channel. Once we hit 250 subs, we're going to do a randomizer and give away 150 bucks to whoever comes in first place after the random. Super simple. All you need to do is subscribe. We appreciate all the support. Um, and good luck this week. Yep. Make sure you uh, tweet us your winnings. JJ McIntosh, Vinny Levine29, DFS Joey Levine, and Red Zone DFS on Twitter. Instagram, YouTube, you name it, we're on it. Make sure you follow us and subscribe. Later, guys. Good luck. Peace. Peace.